Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I am your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Deritia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. This week we watched Anna and the Apocalypse. Yay! This one came directly from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Christmas season, I guess. And uh, that's what we are doing here on this podcast. Uh, well, at least on the main feed. Um, but that's not really important for now. Anyway, <laughs> do you have a history with this movie? Um, I don't have a history with this movie in particular, but I have somewhat of a history. So this movie came on my recommendation because back in 2011, there was a short film on YouTube called Zombie Musical mm-hmm. that was made, which is kind of the progenitor, the predecessor of this. So that short film which had like I can't remember like three songs in it. Right. They weren't great. But it was it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um and the creator of that uh short film, um his name was Ryan McHenry. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a writer on this film as well, but unfortunately he passed away yeah. in in um in twenty fifteen of osteosarcoma. Yeah. So, but if you don't know who Ryan McHenry was, he if you ever have ever seen the vines where Ryan Gosling will eat his cereal, that's all he. Oh really? Yeah. That was oh, okay, him. that's so that's funny. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, this movie uh, was actually made um, released posthumously in twenty seventeen, mm. but he's still credited as a writer as you should be. Right. Yeah. His name. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that's my history with that. I mean, I have zero history with it. Um, I, when I was in Canada, like a couple weeks ago, it was on the Netflix and I was like, I should watch it here. It's free and everything. And then forgot to. And so we ended up watching it last night um, at like 1030 or something. And so... I, I didn't even make notes because I was, like, really tired. So, I know the basic story, and I know kind of the songs. Let's get into it, I guess. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. So, we are in the town of Littlehaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the opening song is no one no one in the show is actually singing it. It plays on the radio. Christmas means nothing. It's actually not going to happen. But on the radio, we have are some of our main characters clicking through uh, radio stations. We get a brief warning um, from the CDC about some virus, but then they flick over the channel. Right. And we get introduced to Anna, uh, titled, titled Anna of the film, mm-hmm. uh, main protagonist. John, whose last name we never learn. And Tony, who is Anna's father. Mm-hmm. Tony wants Anna to take a break from work and go to Christmas show that evening just to have some fun before she starts university. Right. Uh, but Anna is insisting on working, and we find out from John, who's riding along to school. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, it's it's to pay off the tickets. <laughs> and I thought it was like I I don't know what I thought I, I thought I thought it was like a, a gift for the dad kind of thing like. Oh, you, she bought him a ticket for something, but she wanted to keep it a secret. I thought she got, like, a traffic ticket or something that she needed to pay off. Right, fair <laughs> enough. And she didn't tell him. 
but no the ticket is actually for a trip yeah to 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 go to australia Mm -hmm. which she has not told her father about which i'm like how are you going how what were you planning on doing were you just going to tell him after christmas when you decided to not go to university that you're just gonna go to us but yeah she wants to travel before going to university if she goes to university at all and it's not clear and Tony, yeah, pardon. (laughs) Like, don't be so stupid. It's like, "Mm." ah, but yeah, she. When they get to school, John disappears, and Anna and her dad have the fairly basic parent-child conversation of, Mm. oh, uh, I can do what I want. Stop treating me like a child. Stop acting like a child. And it's like, this is. It's like a stock (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Yeah, they just have that stock conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, her father ends with, if your mother could see you, um, and it seems to uh, needle at something in Anna, which her father is immediately apologetic for. So right. we get the inclination that Anna's mom is not in the picture anymore, possibly passed away. I immediately way. was like, oh, he died. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this like a fresh wound or something? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, Oh, for her to like have that immediate reaction, mm-hmm. for him to immediately apologize, it must be like within Fairly like mm-hmm. a couple years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get introduced to another of our uh, side protagonists, which is Steph, whose parents have gone away to Mexico. I think Steph is meant to be American. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, she's not. American. <laughs> I was like. Eh. <laughs> but um yeah after i imdb it i was like okay she's not american i feel relieved that i can pick out what an american accent actually sounds like i didn't i didn't realize until later on when she says something akin to you know your parents dump you at the first chance and then go off I'm mm-hmm. like oh that's why she sounds like that <laughs> right but so her parents are off in mexico and she's on the phone wanting to spend Christmas with someone who we never actually see mm-hmm. but who we get the idea that is her girlfriend mm-hmm. um, but she is uh, in the process of collecting gifts for the homeless she's uh, I think very much one of those people that's trying to help uh, people whether it's for like yeah her, her I can't own really tell like what her or, like, yeah. intentions are yeah like it 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 seems for sure that she is one of those like make a change yeah. type of teens but at the same time I'm like I don't know if it's out of pure like the world needs to be better kind of thing and I want to be a part of that or yeah. if it's like I want to be seen yeah and it'll look good for yeah. me Anna in the meanwhile, is questioning John if she's doing the right thing by maybe going on this trip. And John is like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. And it's like, John, liar. The thing is, <laughs> like, I don't know. There, There isn't a right or wrong thing yeah. with this kind of thing. So to ask if she's doing the, quote, right thing, unquote, is such a weird question. She's doing a thing. Yeah. And whether it's right for her is what it's meant to be like that like do you think i'm doing the right thing for me maybe i would feel better with but like 
am I doing the right thing? And it's like, well, we don't you know, know you. To some people, <laughs> like going to uni is like the right thing because they want a specific career, and yeah. that specific career entails many, many years of studying. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the right thing, but I don't know you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we get introduced to one of our antagonists. Our yes. <laughs> Yes, but I mean, like, there are sub-antagonists sure. in the form of zombies. Yeah. But <laughs> the primary antagonist yeah. um, is Arthur Savage. He mm-hmm. is the vice principal of the school, ready to become the principal because the current principal is retiring. Is retiring. Mm-hmm. We get um, introduced to him through Steph bumping into him. He wants her to drop the homelessness story from the school blog for some inane reason. He says something about the board and <laughs> like I I listened to that like that part like I think two or three times because I was like trying to understand the connection yeah. between whatever story like the, the homelessness story versus the board and I'm like what did the board do? It's completely ridiculous. What the fuck? I, yeah. I think it's just him trying to exert control over a situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm going to be principal, so you better be nice to me. <laughs> and she's like, um, fuck you. Yeah, he also takes her car keys, which is... I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. And also, because he says you, it becomes school property yeah, like, once it's parked you, on school you, property. Yeah. But does no other student park on school property? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess not. I'm like, what are the parking spaces for? for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I was like so confused about that. But anyway. So we get introduced to another, uh, yeah, another fan of friends, Chris, who is, seems to be trying to become a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He... He, he catches Anna when she's looking over a map of Australia and there's a picture of her mom in the corner of the locker. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out, is her mom tied to Australia? Is is that why she wants to go to Australia? We have no information about her mother except for the fact that she's dead. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know very little of everybody. Yeah. So, and I mean, I guess we're, it doesn't, it shouldn't really matter. It's just meant to be like a fun yeah. romp or whatever. But I'm like, it would be nice to know the stakes, really, of how these people, like, of their interpersonal relationships. We yeah. only get, like, really one dynamic. Yeah. Like, understanding of one dynamic. But, like, outside of that, <laughs> anybody's guess. We get into the first official song of the musical, which is Breakaway. Just in a moment, ready to fly. break away. Or whatever. Yeah. It's 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 not bad. Yeah. For 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 the opening technically of this uh musical. Yeah. We get to kind of see people it's their like I want song kind of. Yeah. It's a weird. Okay, I have a thing about music <laughs> in this movie, because like it it doesn't feel it almost doesn't feel specific to this movie if that makes sense. Yeah. Or like it doesn't even feel specific to 
these characters and the story and all of that, it feels just like song. Yes. And the thing is, a lot of the music is, apart from uh, some of the more Christmassy ones, mm-hmm. they feel very 80s tones. Sure, especially the one Soldier at War song. Yeah. yeah. They're very like, they use a lot of synthesizers, they use a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily get in more modern musicals or more typical musicals. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they had set this movie a bit earlier, like in the early 90s maybe, mm-hmm. but you can see with the technology, they're not, that's not the time period that they're in, they're in the present day. Yeah, but they if have they a whole had, song about it. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't like the beginning of that song so much. I don't mind the chorus, but the beginning of that yeah. song is bothers me as fuck. so yeah. much. Um, but if they had said it like in the early 90s, yeah. I think it would have raised the stakes a bit more because they would have there would have been a greater lack of information pouring into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that drive, that need to know would have been more of a motivating factor for the characters as well as the music yeah. matching the setting. I mean, I'm not so, like, concerned about the sound of it. Like, yeah. just more for me, the lyrical content. Yeah. It doesn't feel specific. Yeah. Like, and, the, and, like, it's great for a song, right? Yeah. Like, it's fine. I like quite a lot of the songs. And, like, I can listen to them without having ever, like, seen the musical and it wouldn't really bother me all that much. I think it's also because not a lot is happening that's also screen, fair. Yeah. On the screen when they're singing the song. Yeah, it's just a song. Yeah. It's just a music video. It's, it's a music video. Uh, I, I do like that. I think it's the song goes on more of a journey than the characters do at the time. Yeah. Which is a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's not a bad song. Yeah, no, absolutely um, not. So we also in in the background of this song we get uh there's there's a moment when Anna is walking by the sick bay mm-hmm. and we see like three kids who appear to be very ill mm-hmm. and one of them like is chewing on his own arm. Yeah. <laughs> like subtle, subtle people, subtle. Yeah. I didn't um pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one um, is one is chewing on his arm, one is like scratching at the, the, the notice board. Right. <laughs> I want to just coughing her lungs out. But Right. I I just I it didn't I didn't it didn't I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Moving forward, Anna in the song travels to the auditorium where they're preparing for the Christmas show that her dad wants her to go to. Right. Her dad is apparently a janitor at the school. Mm-hmm. So I guess they, they them all going to school makes yeah. a lot of sense. Right. But we meet Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa is Chris's roommate, basically girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We find that out in the next scene, so that's not really a spoiler. Yeah. But we see Savage going over the. I'm just going to call Arthur Savage Savage from now on because that's, yeah, that's what fair. he is. Yeah. <laughs> so Savage is going over the the list and noting that more kids have called in sick, uh, but there's not much to make of it now. Mm-hmm. So. We also get a glimpse uh, for a second as we're transitioning of Nick, who bullied 
John in the previous scene by drawing a marker across his face and is something to Anna. Right. Who we don't get details of it until later. Yeah, but until much later. Yeah, yeah. But he's something to Anna. Yeah. Uh, Anna. So we get to lunch in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four of them, Steph, not Steph, um, Anna, Chris, John, and Lisa are having lunch. They, they, that is possibly one of the more real conversations that they have in the, in the thing, because it's just them at lunch talking about nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. But Steph arrives and wants Chris to come and film the soup kitchen with her so that she can get over Favage's restrictions that he has. Right. I still, I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't understand. What difference does it make if it's filmed? Where I, is she going to put it? Is it because is it, what she's trying to do is bypass the blog, yeah? Yeah. What is the difference between... I think she wants to send it somewhere. But, but still, I like don't, I don't like. I'm trying, like I get, I get her motivation, but I don't understand how that is different. We needed a plot device so that Steph and sure. Chris, I get could it, could be somewhere. <laughs> Super great. I just, I just wish the plot device made yeah. sense to yeah, me. Yeah, no, it is. Like I wrote it down, but I don't even, I can't really make sense of what I wrote down. Yeah. Because I just wrote down that it was to bypass Savage. Yeah, and, oh, I mean and, that's direct her her dialogue yeah. or whatever is basically saying, yeah, um he says I can't post on the blog. Yeah. Why well, I just figured I'd bypass that with yeah. a video. And I'm like, okay, but where are you posting the video? <laughs> Why is that different? Because Savage can't control YouTube, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Oh, she can do her own blog. I don't know. Like, oh, God. Anyway. It's also an opportunity for Chris. I mean, she's using that uh, because Chris's teacher had previously told him that he needed something more real right. to showcase who he is as a person. Right, because his um, uh, in film, yeah. I guess, was like it's a like, zombie apocalypse? It was, it, was, it was a robot apocalypse. Okay. Question. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that would have been on the though. Yeah, that's fair. But he he agrees despite Lisa telling him that she has a special song for him that she's going to sing at the show and he says he'll be back for the show. Spoiler, he's not back for the show. Right. But <laughs> Nick ends up teasing Steph as she walks away and John says that he's going to go over and do something but Anna doubts that he can actually do anything which propels us into the next song, Hollywood Ending. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, no such thing as a Hollywood ending. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, no such thing as a Hollywood ending. I like that song. I really do. And the sort of uh, stick to the status quo choreo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, yes. I didn't even think about that. that and they the, have the circular. Yep, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> A little high school musical. All right. It did not even cross my mind. But yeah, this song, I, I like this song for a couple of reasons. One, it's one of the popular ones. Mm-hmm. And two, I appreciate them 
foreshadowing <laughs> their own ending kind of thing. Right. It's not a Hollywood ending where it's like, listen, it's like you're in a movie, but sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sort of John lamenting that he'll never have her, which is like, I'm so tired of boy-girl <laughs> friendships having to yeah. have a romantic, like, yeah. plot line. Like, we get it. Sometimes straight people who are friends tend to be attracted to each other. But that's sometimes. I've been friends with dudes my whole life. 90% of them. Maybe 99% of them. I've not been like oh my god i'm longing for him and i'm pretty sure it's the the other way around too it's just lazy but <laughs> fine you know it's it's found any, everywhere and it's fine to propel some form of story forward uh, so yeah it's john lamenting it's the couple being like we are in our hollywood ending this yeah. is amazing we love each other make out make out make out and then Savage, I he's also in the song. Yeah. <laughs> he like he appears in the corner. It's like no such thing as a Hollywood ending. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, what the? <laughs> what is happening? But I also appreciate that at the end of the song they just disperse yeah, as if I, on stage. I love that so much. I replayed that. <laughs> it was on YouTube, and I just kept replaying. <laughs> I'm like, good, leave. You left in like three seconds. That's yeah. amazing. I was like, this is a stage musical. Got it. Okay. But Steph is trying to break into her car after Savage took her keys. Mm-hmm. Um, we get uh, information that her girlfriend has not been answering her calls and she feels fairly abandoned by her parents having left to Mexico. Yeah. Steph um, is having this conversation with Anna and Anna's like, well, um, at least you don't have parents telling you what to do. And Anna, Steph is like, well, at least you don't have a mom that... The, she doesn't finish the sentence yeah. quite. But yeah, at least you don't have a mom that is on and then she realizes yeah. that, you know, yeah. even at stopping at it, at least you don't have a mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, ooh. Like, ooh, wound. The wound was already cried open today, and you yeah, just wrenched it earlier today. <laughs> she was already reminded that she doesn't have a mom. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, the wound is under the pressure. Mm. Wait a little more. But Anna is immediately distraught after that conversation and bumps into a zombie and does not notice. Right. Which is set up for future. Yeah. <laughs> but. Anna and John uh, apparently work in a bowling alley. And I just thought Anna is depressed. But I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like her general state when she got to work was just a bit down. Mm-hmm. Despite anything that John was doing. Yeah. I mean, it's not been a great day for her per yeah. se. You know? Like her dad tells her she can't go to Australia. And also has been reminded twice that her mom is not there. Yeah. So, not a good day for her. So, we get a glimpse of her of the um, of the Christmas showcase mm-hmm. that's happening that night. And I wrote down... <laughs> oh, this but, is like a Mean Girls um, type showcase because they have these boys in penguin suits. It's a, it's a boy in a, in, a, in a way. These people in, yeah. in um, 
Things and food thing singing about fish. It's like it's a, a weird I wrote down savage disparages from penguins a fish rap play. <laughs> yeah. Fish rap W R A P by the way. But they are also rapping R A double P I N G. And it's just it's so stupid. It's like it that it just is so reminiscent of mm. Kenny Kenny G's uh rap in the Christmas whatever. When he's just like um being like, Oh, I can't really remember. I, I remember the theme but I don't remember what is said. So I'm just like Yeah, all <laughs> I remember is like um something from bedroom floor. No 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 Ah Kenny G or something like that. <laughs> I Kevin G, I think. But I yeah, I don't really actually remember most of it. But it's just that same like style of rapping. Yeah. And then the uh, chorus of the fish rap, by the way, something like, there's plenty of fish in the sea, baby, but there's not, not enough, enough fish for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be the tune, but that's what it sounded like. But, but then it's, it's Lisa's uh, turn after that, mm-hmm. and she sings, it's that time of year. It's like a Santa baby type song yes. where it's like super suggest- suggestive yeah. and like sexual and very like, oh, sit on my lap, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't really remember it. Like, this is the song that I'm like, no matter uh, how hard I try <laughs> to remember what the tune sounds like, I just can't. It's such a throwaway song to me. It, it, I only remember, like, some of the innuendo because I was watching the people's reactions. Sure. I mean, I can... <coughs> I think it was like... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I warmed your milk and made your favorite snack. snack. So come, come over on. and unload <laughs> your sack. <laughs> and I was like, ma'am? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> oh, but yeah, like she's performed. Because she's like, I, it's a special Christmas song for you, to her boyfriend earlier. So it's like, did you know this? I was talking that to him and Private? His grandmother. His grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> but her grandmother too. I, I love there was one parent in the audience who like covered her child's eyes. I'm just like, no, you need to cover his ears. Yeah. Ears. <laughs> but there was like also like these half naked boys just yeah. like worming on the stage. <laughs> yeah, in like short, uh, short red and white short suspenders. Yeah. God. I was like, it's savage, but dope. <laughs> and he rocks it that he got. Um, but uh, savage, on his way to heading to the stage, I think goes because he's in the lighting booth. Mm-hmm. Goes around the back and hears some banging at the side door. So he goes to check. There's no one there, but we see on the side there's like blood mm-hmm. on the door and on the side of the wall that he couldn't see. Ooh, who's <laughs> um, At the bowling alley, uh, the night's pretty much ended. Dunn and Anna are cleaning up. Uh, we see with the um with the main cleaner, who's Miss Kinsey, mm-hmm. and we see that Anna is actually a pretty good shot because she like shot put, not shot put. What is what is it called? Croquet. Yeah. With a broom, she like hits the shoe into the trash bin. I'm like, don't you use those? 
<laughs> I think it's meant to like show her athleticism though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of the screenwriters, I'm talking about in terms of her character, like her. Yes, herself. that's that's fair. Yeah. John ends up knocking out his henchman with a shoe, which I'm guessing he maybe kills her. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Did he get a concussion and then die? die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. But uh, they they end up leaving Miss Hensley, I guess, mm. and they go to a playground and make snow angels and have a kind of thoughtful chat about the future. And we, if you weren't aware before, we get the clearest hint now as John gazes longingly at Hamlet that he is very much in love with Anna. Yeah. Um, so we get to the next day. Anna wakes up late for school mm-hmm. and her dad isn't there. He gets the song as she sets out into utter carnage yes. turning my life around. It's just like it's chaos and she's like still oblivious to it. And I, I just I think I wrote down, ah, truly the millennial slash Gen Z curse of being oblivious to your surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has like her headphones in so she can't hear the zombies clearly fighting and eating and whatever else is happening. <laughs> and she's just like, hey, it's a brand new day and I'm miles away or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I like the yeah. I really, really like the song. There are many parts that I like about it. The chorus. Mm-hmm. I like the um uh what's the song that we were just talking about? Oh what a time to be alive. Yeah. It's... What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. And that's like happening while John's and whatever else he's singing. Yeah. I don't know what he's saying because I'm <laughs> focusing on the weather time to be alive, I guess. But yeah, it's a very good song and both of them not just Anna, John too. He's also very oblivious to what's like, going did on. Did you sync up to Spotify? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Until they like see each other and they're like, hey, yeah, it's a great day. And they start kind of dancing. In the other. graveyard. <laughs> and then they realize, oh shit, zombie. Okay. <laughs> what is this? But yes. So um, they costume, they wear falls as they dance and they get their first real glimpse that something is not right with the world. Mm-hmm. Anna ends up decapitating him with a seesaw, the the strange one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his head's still alive. So uh, John has the state that this is zombies, and they realize that there's no phone signal anywhere, and that they probably shouldn't go back the way they came. <laughs> I'm just like, but to be fair, they came from opposite sides of the. From of the road, what what other direction, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They came. He, he said they can't go home, and I'm like, but your homes are <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's when they also realize that they didn't see their parents, mm-hmm. which I don't know who John's, John's parents, parents are. are. Yeah. <laughs> but their parents weren't at home, so they decide to go to the bowling alley instead. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe I think it was closer to them? Maybe. And also John still had the keys. Sure. So it might be locked up and safe. Mm-hmm. Flashing back to the school, the people who are at the show are still in the school, but they're in the cafeteria. They've locked themselves in. 
and not
going by it. Yeah. So, so. Of course. Yeah. Just, I need a human voice. Something I can hold on to. I'm like, wait, how do you hold on to a human voice? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. It's just, again, like, what does this mean? Like, does it matter? Because it's about, basically, what they're saying is something about technology. Like, oh, we're so immersed in our technology that we're so mm. detached from humanity. And I'm like, what does this have to do with what's happening right now? You yeah. need the technology at this point, actually, mm-hmm. to figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I feel like it's it's meant to be the song where people are missing each other because they're just inches apart. Sure. But because of the first verse, it removes, well, not removes, but it influences how the song is interpreted. Right. If they had done something, because the second verse, second verse is fine. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's literally um, Lisa uh, talking about how she feels alone and that she wants someone familiar there mm-hmm. with her, um, which is fine, fair. If they'd done that in the first verse, I don't think I would have minded the song half as much. But because they right. built the first verse with, like, we've become technology, and I'm like, no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, ah, it just feels so, like, I was born in the wrong generation kind of thing, like, Oh, my generation sucks because we are always on like the snap phase. Um, to me, like this, the first verse just made me like roll my eyes real hard. It's like, get over it. <laughs> so the next morning, they awaken in the ball pit. Our little, our little uh, mini group there, mm-hmm. and they look outside and realize that the army that was coming to rescue them has all been on the fight. And I'm like, that was quick. Yeah. That was real quick. Also, does the army not have long, range weaponry where they could shoot at the head? Like, someone there probably was a sniper. Mm-hmm. Could they not snipe the brains, the heads, or whatever, shoot up the zombies from afar? Yeah. I I get confused because so in the CBC broadcast in the beginning of the movie they said mm-hmm. there was some kind of violence but because they flipped the channel and we didn't get to hear how it's being transmitted mm-hmm. now we have the primate I mean these are just slow walking zombies right these are not yeah. the fast running zombies exactly like that you need to like run for your life these mm-hmm. are the slow ones these are the stereo the stereotype <laughs> of stereotype the stereotype of zombies you know what I mean yeah and like. So far, we're a person from the army, my dad. My dad, how are you being beaten by zombies? Even if you're kind of outnumbered, y'all have fucking weaponry. How are children surviving and you didn't? Like children without with improvised weapons. Exactly. My God. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, if there are like multiple modes of transmission other than the fighting thing. Yeah, then maybe. maybe. But otherwise, I cannot see how the entire army presence has suddenly become zombies. Exactly. Overnight. 
And I mean, I understand it for a narrative, from a narrative point of view, because yeah. if the army came and fixed everything, then everything would be fixed and all the states were removed and yeah. then the story is no longer about what it's about. Yeah. But, <laughs> what? They could have maybe introduced the army element at the end, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, maybe things will get better from here, because mm-hmm. they've just released, the army is now set to come destroy the zombies or whatever the fuck and then fine but like and deciding that there's no help coming they plan to head to school in the fall here um and they get i don't know how far they get because there's no way to tell this thing mm-hmm. they get part of the way there and then they're about to be swarmed by these slow-moving zombies but nick and his friends arrive yeah and kill off the approaching horde, and we miss Nick so much. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of cute or whatever. <laughs> uh, the characters think so. But he arrives, and it turns out they've been looting, they have caught some, like, Dom says it with such, like, oh, you've been looting, and I'm like, they've been doing it right. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Same. I had that same, like, feeling. Because, like, he's, like, because I understand where he's coming from. He's just trying to say a thing to be, like, oh, you've been off being a bad person. Yeah. But I'm, like, it's the literal apocalypse. (laughs) He's getting supplies. He's trying to keep himself alive. He's trying to keep his friends alive. What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you, like, it's saying this in an accusatory tone where it's like it really you've been murdering people too so like chill but um <clears throat> Nick's dad was apparently in the army mm-hmm. um and if you were here two minutes ago we told you what happened to the army right <laughs> so um so it, it's not clear as to what happened to his dad just that his dad went to the, the army base and Anna apologizes, but Nick just brushes it off, not wanting to deal with it at the moment. Yeah. And a horde of slow-moving zombies approaches, and we get the song, Soldier at War. Which I really enjoyed, <laughs> like, a lot. Like, really, really a lot. It's really good. It's no lie. It's really good. Like, we have to give him this good song. Now I have to listen to it all the time. But, like, he, just, he also just looks, like, fucking cool. Uh-huh. Like, as he's, like, it's just, like... It's just a fucking cool song. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like, when it comes to killing zombies, I'm the cop on top of my class. When you've been hiding, I've been kicking some ass. I know my best friend of defense is attack. Every time I keep wanting to say the thrill of the war, for some reason, like, what I've been fighting for is the thrill of the war, and I'm like, no, that's not what he said. But, like, it's just, it's the thing that goes into my brain. I don't know. But it's such a cool song. Like, honestly, good music video. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, God. But back at the school, uh, it seems that people are planning their own evacuation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've had the communication that the army was coming and now the army is not coming, mm-hmm. but they just want to go. Um, and salvage, sal- salvage, savage, <laughs> <laughs> sewage is trying to hold it together, hold 
them in one spot mm-hmm. and the main person that goes up against him is Anna's dad Tony. Yeah. So it's like we just have to go now. You can't you can stay if you want to kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean he's he just enjoys being the authority. Yeah. Because he's very he's just got a complex but like and i think also because they're actually inside the school Mm. it's like it's adding another mental layer it's like no the school is where i have control if if you leave then then i have no control yeah Yeah. but i mean and you can tell he's like he's not fully with it because he's like i'm the headmaster and i'm like you're telling yourself you're telling them that you're the headmaster they're adults it doesn't matter if even you're the headmaster. That. Like, even if you are the headmaster, so what? <laughs> there are fucking zombies outside. <laughs> like, dude, get a grip, get some perspective, take a nap, come back later. What the hell? So, back to a little group that's making their way to the school. Now, plus Nick and his friends, mm-hmm. uh, Chris and Steph are filming Nick because... I think Steph wants to use him as a human centipede in the apocalypse. And I'm like, girl, there's no YouTube anymore. <laughs> there's not going to be any more. There's, no, there's going to be no place for you to put this. Yeah. John is pushing Anna in a shopping cart and kind of reflecting that they could die any minute. And But he's sort of glad that because all of this is happening, Anna will stay now. And I'm just like... <clears throat> well... Yeah, <laughs> he says like yeah. I I was like yeah. At least like you're not leaving anymore. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm not leaving. And I'm like, have you been present for the past <laughs> day and a half or whatever? The past like I don't know, twelve hours. Y'all been fighting fucking zombies. Who is gonna fly a fucking plane <laughs> across the world to another place where there are still zombies? Like again gain some perspective take a nap we'll figure it out later i i just see i i i interpreted it a little differently than that because it's like y'all are gonna go somewhere i mean she y'all aren't i mean like you can interpret stay to mean so many different things yeah what i meant like i for me stay meant like in the country yeah like there's no real reason Mm -hmm. any authority would fly anywhere because everywhere has like zombies and stuff so it's just it's a pointless thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's how i like interpreted it like it's not like you're not gonna go to fucking australia is what i interpreted it as yeah but anna's looking at john as he says this and she then tells john that he's her best friend but then says it again you're my best friend i mean there's not a lot to say about that particular moment because mm-hmm. it's just it's the same gripe i have with the entire storyline <laughs> the entire that storyline specifically but it get back to annie's character later there's a group <laughs> shortcut through the christmas tree emporium um uh, to try to save some time mm-hmm. and chris is leading with the camera on his phone which i'm like there's no visual difference between what we can see in the camera and what the camera phone is seeing mm-hmm. like if he's having like the night vision yeah honestly like i that would make more sense to me right 
<laughs> but uh, it goes well for a moment until they get just too happy and then an, an elfin clan zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which to me was like, that seemed way too coordinated <laughs> for these zombies that so far have sort of just been chaotic. <laughs> they were quiet for far too long. That was way too coordinated. <laughs> like, I, I, what? How did they form this plan? How did they communicate to each other that we're going to keep quiet and wait and then... You know, once they get lit, quick, we all jump at the same time. Overwhelm them. When did they, how? Anyway. You're asking the wrong question. <laughs> uh, Nick's friends end up getting bitten, dying, transforming. It doesn't take long, apparently, for that to happen. It's, okay, it's very weird and inconsistent how, <laughs> how people turn into zombies and all of that. Yeah. It's. I mean, not how specifically, because, like, it all comes it down takes. to the fight. Yeah. But, like, yeah, how long it takes and, like, what is what are the different stages from, you know, when being bit to becoming a zombie. And I have questions about it later, but, yeah. But they leave the Emporium, uh, and they're heading towards the school. Anna and John are talking about the names of reindeer mm-hmm. they're discussing because it's been a thing where they couldn't remember them and now John remembers them finally yeah and he puts his arms out and is immediately bitten by a zombie and these are the slow moving zombies these are the slowest <laughs> zombies and he's he has no reflexes yeah he has no response time yeah he just allows his hands to be cradled and bitten yeah so um, his scream uh, leads to the rest of the party realizing what's happening, and they get cut off by a horde. So it's Anna and John who are cuddling by the by the door, and the rest of the party is waking them. And John, uh, even though he'd been rejected, decides to slowly sacrifice himself, backing into the horde so that he can push Anna out to the other side. Yeah, I mean, at this point, really. He was gonna zombify yeah. anyway, he was bitten. So it's not really sacrificing himself. It's just sort of, I don't know, saving her. I not mean, to his detriment, because he's already gonna die. We really don't know, like, the context of how this thing spreads yet. Sure, right. but it could have been bitten, like, so it could have been like The Walking Dead. You cut off the limb, it's fine. But, I mean, <laughs> later on, um, the couple also just get bitten and already are like, well, this is it for us. (laughs) So I'm assuming, I know they're very inconsistent in how they portray these zombies and how they, um, the infection works. Yeah. But I'm willing to give it benefit of the doubt that he's not necessarily like, like being a martyr at this point. He's just being like, well, pragmatic. (laughs) I suppose. But, Anna finally develops some facial emotions, and is it, like, tell me I'm lying. No, you're not. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> like she's she's like smiles before. Like, it's always just been like, yeah, she's like a tough girl with like hard like hardened emotions. Like nothing, nothing really faces her. Faces her, yeah. yeah. Except for like when they start to talk about her mom. Yes. And like she's like kind of sad. 
Yeah. Like, she wears, um, with her mom as, like, her high point, more so with anything else. Yeah. Um, but then she, surprisingly even Nick, manages to solo her way through the horde, being done, gets swarmed, and basically eaten alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they make their way through the horde of zombies. They make it through the school, and they get into the reception area from Savage is there mm-hmm. with Nick because he's still there mm-hmm. in the most normally abnormal thing yep. you ever see in the apocalypse. Yeah, but he's like not okay. He's like I mean he's like the Exorcist. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> he's like not okay. So him doing normal shit, I'm like <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo. But Savage. Uh, leads them in through the back, and we realize after he locks the kids in the cafeteria, there is a horde of zombies mm-hmm. in there, and they have to fight them, kind of a thing. And we get the song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now. Nothing's gonna stop me now. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop me now. It's so sing-talky. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's just very Rocky Horror. Yeah. If you want to know what it sounds yeah. like without ever listening to it. Like, he, like, pronounces a lot of things the way Tim Curry yeah. would, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an impression of Tim Curry, yeah, kind of. It's, it's more like, he sounds like Riffraff. Sure, but, like, I've heard Tim Curry, like, do similar voices in different things. Fair enough. So I'm just saying, like, as a general, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Tim Curry impression, kind of. Fair. Fair enough. But the kids manage to get out through uh, one of the cafeteria lunch windows and decide to split up because that is what you do in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You don't come together, you split up. Mm-hmm. No one's going to die. Uh, Anna and Nick go off to find Anna's dad yeah. uh, while Steph and... <laughs> I was like, what's the boy's name? Yeah. <laughs> Steph and Chris. Um go off to find her car keys right so that they can get out of here and look at the split uh chris and steph uh end up finding lisa who is in uh what is it like a broom closet like a supply closet yeah i have no idea something of that something kind. like that yeah. janitor's closet that's sort what of I was looking like for. a smaller room yeah <laughs> with um yeah it's lisa and chris's grandmother mm-hmm. who unfortunately managed to pass away. I say managed to like she was trying <laughs> <laughs> she passed away unfortunately yeah. uh, before he managed to get there yeah. uh, Chris was just very grateful that she didn't turn into a zombie yeah. which fair enough yeah. but now he's with Lisa and maybe they can live that happy ending and nothing bad is going to happen. So Anna and Nick uh, <laughs> Anna and Nick uh, lash out at each other. Nick's trying to figure out why Anna was upset with him. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the climax of their plot line because, like, they've throughout it shown throughout the movie shown that like Anna is pissed at Nick for whatever reason. We can just assume because he's a dickhead. Cause, yeah, you know, whatever. But there's, like, an actual reason to where she's like, you don't even know I'm mad at you, do you? And he's like, well, I guess you're told by, like, people who 
dirty dirty that went to my hair <laughs> and she's like no it's because you pretended like it was nothing and i'm like it's just uh, it's confusing to me that he would know that that was the reason yeah because like i feel like when you go from one state in a relationship to another without fully acknowledging with, without either party acknowledging it that's the thing right yeah. that's like oh okay we're not friends anymore specifically because of this part yeah where we no lot we just not acknowledging each other anymore kind of thing i didn't think it was because <laughs> of this sort of or unless unless he thought they he i don't know i'm gonna try <laughs> to give him like a reason we don't we don't have enough enough information we get them over two days yeah we don't know what it's been like sure I don't know. But yeah, it's, sure. It's it's really weird. Sure. Ma- I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> but in fact, I, I yeah, don't know what to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine. Um. Sorry, uh, and then uh, more zombies happen. Yeah, more zombies happen. Nick uh pushes Anna out of the way so that Anna can be the one to go find her dad, while Nick is gonna hold them off. And he's like, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no backing track for Yeah, this, and he's right? just like, when it comes to killing zombies, just acapella at the zombies. I yeah. love that moment. <laughs> I'm just like, it's his, it's his swan song. It's yeah. His, it's the last thing he's gonna, he thinks he's gonna die. Yeah. Um, Seth, Chris, and Lisa still need to find where he is, and so... They know that Savage took them earlier, so they go to Savage's office. Of course, there's zombies in there. Mm-hmm. And Steph manages to pull some kind of ninja shit where she crawls under a table um, and manages to avoid the zombies because mm-hmm. they're mildly distracted by Twinkle. Mm-hmm. And there's also just by being quiet, she can sneak past them. Right. I don't know when they learned this information, but... I mean, she's just yapping. She's just like, well... <laughs> I mean, if I get bitten, I get bitten. Well, it's like, it's her own... Anyway. Um, <laughs> but Chris and Lisa start to try to distract them after Steph begins to make too much noise when she gets to the office. Yeah. And the only thing they can think of after Twinkle doesn't really work is to play the video that Chris has been recording all through this on the TV that's in the room with mm-hmm. Bathroom. And... The zombies are thoroughly distracted by this, but then Steph comes out of the room, sees them, is stuck behind the TV, and is like, What are you doing? Move! Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Just crawl, dog. <laughs> and they're like, Okay. And so they begin to crawl. I was like, Did they, did, what did they think? Did they, I put one brain cell, honestly. <laughs> but They share it. It's really hard. <laughs> but they begin to crawl, but then the phone starts to blink low battery. Yeah. And in that split second that there's nothing playing the zombies attention immediately shifts to them which is unfair because steph managed to do the same thing <laughs> and was being just in the no, just I, as quiet i know it's, i'm not saying it's not an unfair quote unquote i just think the, the word choice was funny it's um yeah it's again another inconsistency when it comes to these zombies where it's like they for some reason did not have peripheral vision for when Steph was crawling, and yes, they were like distracted by Twinkle, but like, come on, it's, yeah. it's body, 
you know? <laughs> they were, like, there were zombies that were coordinated enough to fucking ambush people <laughs> earlier. How do they not have the peripheral vision to see stuff? And then, fine, okay, let's accept that they don't have peripheral vision. All of a sudden, they have peripheral vision now. When, <laughs> <laughs> when Chris and uh, Lisa. Lisa are, like, crawling out from under the TV, uh, around the TV or whatever, so. But they get bitten. Yeah. They get bitten and decide to just wave at Steph as she leaves with her keys. Mm-hmm. And now, two down, three to go. I mean, of a of a actual party. Yeah, of our main main protagonist group. So yeah, uh, Anna makes it to the auditorium. <laughs> yes. Um, where I don't. Okay, I'm trying to understand what's actually happening there. What, <laughs> what is Savage doing? I mean, so I read the Wikipedia page because right. I was hoping it could illuminate me. Right. But it said that Savage is using... So Tony is tied up with lights on the stage. Yes. And Wikipedia said that Savage is using him as bait for the zombies. For what reason? I don't... Because, like, the way know. that it's framed, right? Not just vis- just as a story. The way that it's framed is that this is a big mastermind thing that he was sort of waiting for Anna to get there yes. in order to torture her for some reason? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know how he would have expected, because he lost them in the chat. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the just I just don't understand. What's Savage <laughs> thinking? That's what I want to know. What is going on in Savage's head that he... Tied Tony up like he didn't just throw him into the zombies as he could have. He's just like waiting for them. But I feel like maybe it's nothing to do with Anna because you know Tony is like remove her from the equation. What the fuck is he still doing? (laughs) Like he could have easily like he waited so long Mm -hmm. to sacrifice Tony. Yeah. Why? I mean, Why did he I bother think, even tying him up? Why didn't he just fucking throw I him mean, into the zombie? I'm wondering how he tied him up because Tony's like one centimeter this guy. I could have like, <laughs> beaten him as we see like five <laughs> minutes later. I was like, did he knock him unconscious maybe, by chance? Possibly, okay. but they would have had to have like dragged him up onto the stage, tied him up in the lights. Let the zombies in. <laughs> Run back onto the stage as the zombies are coming. And then waited for them to get to the front of the stage. <laughs> and then Anna shows up. <gasps> okay. <laughs> but I I don't I don't know what else to say about that. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anna appears and he's like, Haha, of course you made it. You're perfect. To which we're like, pardon? (laughs) And then she ties her hair up for the first time to beat these zombies. Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, as she was like beating the zombies before, it wasn't. Well, you know, like, this is serious now. Like, she has to change her father. Okay. Like, it wasn't important before. Okay. But now it's important. Sure. All right. That's the sign Mm -hmm. that it's important. So we get the song. (laughs) So we get the song, Give Them a Show. Um, which is kind of Anna and Savage. It's like singing. a back and forth yeah. duet. Like, give 
existing so asked with all my heart or i i don't know what the t- i know that that's the tune for the first line yeah don't remember any of it except for like you're a wee little girl like you're a sad man no 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 you're something some you're losing your mind you're a bad man i don't know <laughs> it's, it's so stupid but i like those that, three seconds that that bit yeah <laughs> not that but it's it's a it's a fun fight scene to watch because sure. she it's like if you take the choreography that was happening during what was that song that has the only choreography in the show uh, hollywood ending thank you <laughs> like no help with the just the what thank you um hollywood ending if you take that choreography and juxtapose it against um the fight in there yeah it's not exact but there's just some moments where they're like in a line and stuff and it's just like yeah echoing some form of choreo yeah yeah but anna leaps her way up onto the stage mm-hmm. And frees her father. Savage does nothing. <laughs> yeah, he just sort of lets it happen, and then he's like, "You will not get away with this." <laughs> no, no. Anna and Tony hug, and then Savage like starts to come in for a hug with oh, them, right, and Tony true. just punches him in the chest. Right, 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 right. And then it's like, "Oh, never mind. You're yeah. right. I did try to kill you." Yeah, but then they kind of start to fight and then the the and then yeah anna cuts down uh a set thing yeah that foreshadowed when we met lisa it almost hit um savage back then it didn't but i guess she remembered it from that moment it's like haha this is a moment he's center stage cut the cord they hit him straight into the zombie and they win. Except that Tony got bitten in the scuffle with Savage. Yes. So they don't really win. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't die. I mean, yeah, the, the reason why she's there fucking yeah. failed and he died in the end anyway, but I don't know, man. Nick appears. <laughs> he survives. Yeah. While Anna is distraught over the fact that she was about to lose her father in the same way that she lost John not 20 minutes ago. Right. Um, well, depending on how long it takes to get to this period. Right. Vegas. But, um, yeah, she, she asks him if he wants her to help him. Her, him as in her dad. Mm-hmm. And Nick, who you finally um, realize after he'd admitted earlier, we didn't know he'd admitted earlier that he killed his dad right yeah, yeah, yeah. after his dad got bitten oh right yes this admission comes during the fight yeah um, that they had earlier yeah where she's like what have we ever done that hasn't been about you and he's like i killed my father so that's yeah kind of him being like hey don't don't do that like, it's not i'm still traumatized even though <laughs> i'm not talking about it much yeah you don't want that trauma yeah <laughs> um but yeah, uh, Nick and Anna end up leaving her dad there, which is fine. But like now he gets to die, like really die, just barely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On his own. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, sad. But he'll be with his wife. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Nick and, Nick and Anna exit 
left and they're in like the parking lot of the school and there's zombies outside and stuff and then there's zombies slowly approaching them from all corners. Yeah, and they're like, well, this is odd. Yeah, because there's no sign of Seth anywhere mm-hmm. and there's the song, I Will Believe. Which is a duet between Anna and Isaiah. Yeah. Um, and it goes, I will believe when you say shine. Where is my love? Na, 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 na. Something, 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 something. <laughs> I will believe. Sophomore edition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's sad because I hoped that her dad would survive because he's one of the better singers in the show. But he never. And Bradley Andrew doesn't even want to sing for them because he's like, no. Um. <laughs> But just when they think they're losing hope, Beth dries up, tells them to get in the car, losers. Not those two specifically. But (laughs) (laughs) but they get in the car, and they drive off, and with no clear direction, they're just gonna be... Just driving. Yeah. Beth's like, where do we go now? Beth's looking at me. Nick looks at Anna. Anna looks off into the distance. No answer. And then, yeah. 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 It's time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Uh. So, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess let's get into the discussion. Um, so, okay. Good characters, but also <laughs> the zombie thing uh-huh. really does bother me. <laughs> Not the fact that it's zombies because at this point I'm over it. Like mm-hmm. I don't like zombies, whatever, but I'm here. <laughs> Just the rules. Yeah. And the fact that they're not so clearly defined yeah. really bothers me. Yeah. Because yes, they're states, but we don't know the parameters of those states. Yeah. And then how quickly from being bitten or infected or whatever do you die? How quickly from dying do you become a zombie? Um, what are their capabilities? Can they communicate with each other? Can, you know, they, like, organize themselves in the way that they did when they ambushed the others? The concise mind. Yeah, like, can, like, is there, like, I just, I'd like to know the rules. And mm-hmm. I know it's not really for us to learn the rules, because, yeah. like, it, it would be nice to know that, like, when um, John got bitten, mm-hmm. okay, him, like, between that bite and um, later on when we see his corpse, I guess, yeah. it, what happened? <laughs> how did it, what, how long? I mean, he looked a lot worse when he was getting eaten as opposed to when we saw his corpse at the end. Also, <laughs> that eating thing. Yeah. It seems very inconsistent. Again, do they just bite and then nibble on you for a bit and then they're done? In which case, what the fuck is the point? (laughs) You know, is it just to have more of you? Is that it? Because if they're hungry, they're not eating anyone to completion. Mm -hmm. They're just biting, nibble, nibble, and then, like, they become zombies and then there's more of them. Mm -hmm. What, what, what is the point? What do they eat? So, I get this situation. So, like, in The Walking Dead, there's a thing where if you smell 
like zombies mm-hmm. than the zombies that really attack me. Sure. So I feel like it might be like a transference thing where if you get infected after a certain moment, you don't smell like a meal anymore. Okay. So it might be just like they bite, but then after a while, once the infection starts to take hold, however it is taking hold, but I mean, like that, that is so, it's so fast. Like most diseases, most vectors take like a day, couple of days, or sure. at least like an hour. Sure. Minute. Like most like. I mean, like I'm willing <laughs> to suspend my disbelief to the point that like, yeah, they get bitten and within like an hour they're in fully infected. Yeah. I just want to know the rules. That's all. Like I don't care what the rules are. I just need to know them. <laughs> and the fact that they're so poorly defined bothers me. Also, you don't like zombies. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I like rules. Not rules as, well, I like rules, I guess. But, like, I mean, just, I'd like to understand what's going on yeah. at all times. And, like, it's not like they're not giving us this information to add suspense or anything like that because that's not what's happening. I'm just, mm-hmm. like, frustrated, <laughs> you know? But yeah, that's my gripe. Uh, what about you? <laughs> uh, my gripe has to do with all of the characters, every single one of them. Sure. And their writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Anna of Anna Ending. Yep. Anna is the main character, titular character, the name that is upon the title. And I <laughs> don't like her and it's not to say that all protagonists have to be likable but you know it helps sure. it helps she's not sympathetic she's not even an anti-hero yeah yeah i think it's just because she's got a, there's nothing to her personality because she comes off very standoffish right from the get-go yep there's nothing personable about her mm-hmm. there's nothing that makes me particularly want for her like there's no like, particular character trait want some, you know like yeah. if they had done something with that because like they're all singing whatever it is that they're singing but like if they'd given her like a vault like a real vulnerability yeah during that i want some during and given us like more specific lyrics about what's going on with her yeah Maybe I think that could have I would have I could have latched on to her a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like even something like the only vulnerability that we see is her mother there when she's still really sore about that. Yeah. But I just I don't feel like she wants to travel. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to Australia. If there was even a small tie yeah. in like her mom was from Australia and so that's why she wants to go to Australia and being like okay, like, she wants to travel because she's motivated to, like, like, she's never been there and that's where her mom is. Yeah. Even that, like, I would have been like, okay, well, you know, it's not so bad. And I said, no, I just want to go to Australia. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, she does say, like, I want to travel. Um, She's going to go to Australia and then who knows where. But, like, even if in that I want to travel, it yeah. was because, like, we get told that yeah. she's, quote, perfect, quote, 
can figure something out because yeah. she always does whatever. That kind of we get told those things, but From we never people. see those things. Yeah. We don't know whether or not she's a straight A student. Yeah. Or whether or not she did a lot of extracurriculars or like what is her thing that like if her traveling thing was about taking a break after working so hard kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, that again feeds into that image of her being perfect and whatever it is that they want us to believe about her. Yeah. You know? But like we don't know her motivations motivation. Like I hardly like people don't have to be good people. Yeah. yeah but absolutely. like I I hardly consider it's just so difficult to find anything that makes you wanna root for her yeah. particularly. Other like, than like she's the character that we see a lot. And yeah. that's not a good reason to root for somebody. Yeah. Just because you see them <laughs> You know? It's stupid. But yeah, I mean we I feel like we get the characters are fairly poorly dis de- um defined. Yeah. But it's a lot of it's a thing with yeah sure because we have lisa who is basically just crazy for money yeah and is there as a motivator for him along with his grandmother who dies i mean she's (laughs) she's the caretaker of his i think lisa's like a theater kid or whatever i think she's excitable yeah (laughs) sure i don't know like i'm I'm trying i'm i'm giving her more credit (laughs) Stupid, but like I, I, maybe she's like a theater kid and just super like into that like student body president type shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's maybe what they were going for with her. Maybe, but mm. but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> like I don't think the student body president is singing the kind of song that she sung. Sure, 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 sure. sure. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Absolutely, that's fair. Um, and we have Steph who is. A lesbian and a social justice warrior. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And yeah. And socially we... awkward. She's a socially awkward justice warrior. That's fair. I think, yeah, we don't, again, know her motivations for the social justice warrior stuff. Yeah. Like whether or not this is like a. Genuine this from le- her heart. Yeah. Or, or like this a legitimacy really kind of thing. Because, yeah. yes, she wants to um do the soup kitchen thing and keep cooking for blah 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 etc has the gifts and all that stuff but like is it out of the goodness of your heart because like the rest of her character because like not that everything has to be played straight and basic Mm -hmm. but in a story like this where we don't get to have nuance because there's too much going on and the main sort of plot quote unquote is like the zombies and then getting from A to B and not dying. Yeah. Having something like a straightforward character where the nuances are less like we're there's less interpretation to be made mm-hmm. would have benefited them here. Yeah. Where like her being a social justice warrior if it were more pronounced and more like stereotypical yeah like yeah that wouldn't have been great but at least i would have understood mm-hmm. her better yeah. the same with anna the same with yeah if there were just a little bit more 
difficult. Yeah. I mean, not to say, like, overall character writing is miles better than Gabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have, we'll start with Chris, who I think is like one of the more minor ones. Yeah. Chris is an individual who really wants to be filmmaking mm-hmm. and is currently lacking um, a particular voice. He doesn't really have anything to say in his films, and so they're kind of a bit empty, so he's trying to find something to say, and he does by the end of the film. He has a whole arc yeah. where at the end of the film, the thing that plays, he's found his voice even though he's about to die, but he's found something to say, something that's real, and it's his friends, yeah. and just recording those moments in this dark timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he goes from being told, like, find something personal to yeah. being personal. In his like filming stuff, where and whereas like you have uh John as well, mm-hmm. who his thing is he's in love with Anna. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is he's that's, in love with Anna. that's his character. He's he's mm-hmm. Anna's best friend, and he's secretly in love with her. Yeah, and and he doesn't want her to leave. Right, 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 right. And he like he is hoping that like she'll pick it up, which she has. Yeah. She's just not acting on it, which is completely her right, and I support her and all of that. Very much. It's just, yeah, like, it's that we get that. He is the best friend who's in love with her and needs to support her and everything and every, and it with everything, even though he wants her to stay, he's like, yeah, you do your thing, girl. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and go to Australia. Even though, thinking back on it, I think he was trying to sabotage her. In the car. Oh my god. I think he was trying to, like, to take it. They don't just let that slip. If you know that she hasn't told her dad. Sure, maybe. <laughs> maybe he was trying to sabotage her. But, yeah. So, like, he, that's his thing. We get the whole... We, we played that entire story arc through <laughs> to her, like, figuring it out or being verbal about her not wanting that to him having to accept that mm-hmm. and in the end still being a quote-unquote true friend mm-hmm. and saving her mm-hmm. arc then we have nick who yeah. is like played as this like old douchebag cool jockey yeah he's a bully he all of these things he's like yeah sexually suggestive to anna in school before we know what their relationship is right 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 so we just think, oh, he's an awful person. Check. Yeah. But then. And he no, like you can you see it. He's the jock. He's the he's the the cool dude, quote yeah. unquote. And he even gets a cool dude song and has like <laughs> his, his lackeys and he's just a hero for a minute, you know. Yeah. And we, at first sight, he's a very like straightforward, flat character or whatever, mm-hmm. and. We get that his dad died, and that's kind of like a little bit of a, oh, okay, like something sad happened, but he's not really acknowledging it. Up until he's like, hey, I had to kill my dad today. That sucks. <laughs> and we get to see him a little bit more, and he is a different person now yeah. than at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Arc. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is Anna throughout. Yeah. There's like nothing, there's nowhere for her to go per se. Yeah. Like maybe if the quote unquote lesson for her was like, 
hey, don't leave town. Love is here, <laughs> and life will be perfect with you staying. And her coming to the realization that, hey, she doesn't need to leave the country in order to discover herself or something. Yeah. That would have been something. We like were just there, told that she's crazy. There, there might have been something, like, if her dad had stayed alive and mm-hmm. been like, you know, like, even though you mourn the parent that you lost, you still have this parent and it's important to love people while they're here. That yeah. kind of, I would have been like, Okay, yeah. yeah, she got something. She learned something. Her character grew from this experience. No, they all grew. <laughs> they just all died. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's, I guess, what the, that's it. It's that, <laughs> it's that the character of Anna, like, oh, oh god, I just, she's so nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not getting the plot. She's just unlikable. And that's not the same thing. I wish it were the same thing, but it's not. You know, she's just like good at stuff, and we're told she's good at stuff, and yeah. like that she's resourceful, and this, that, and the next thing. Cool. Yeah, like, it doesn't make it a bad movie. Yeah. But it's just, and it I, been I want better. I wanted so much to like her because yeah. she is the female protagonist Absolutely. in a quote-unquote horror movie. Yeah. And historically women unless you're the final girl you don't make it very far yeah so i just we do wish she had a little bit more to her yeah and then like not a lot just yeah. a little yeah <laughs> or at least just like her maybe her uh unwillingness to like communicate with her dad about her traveling yeah. if that were like played as a flaw mm-hmm. and that she had to overcome that flaw yeah. In terms of like communication, or like if something. she had, like if she had had difficulty expressing herself, yeah. And at the end, she's very much like open with her feelings towards her dad. Like if they had a moment where they could just talk about yeah. things, would have gone. Yeah, but like again, like we said, it doesn't make the movie bad. I quite enjoyed it. It was a fun time. So. It's just like it would have been nicer. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I guess that was our discussion. Um, do you want to go first? Should I go first? You can go first. Okay. Okay. So I really, really like the song. Most of them, anyway. I enjoyed the one and a half song that got for you. <laughs> that was fun. Um. So. I don't really have much to say about the music. It was just, it was fun. I've already said that I didn't find it to be, it didn't feel specific enough. It didn't feel unique to this movie. It was fairly generic and fairly open-ended in a way, if that makes sense. Um, Very, like, it could be in any musical. Mm -hmm. Um, So, given that, I I think maybe like a three penguin suit. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I feel like the era. The genre of music. Wait, do you know what this reminds me of? 
um, God help the girls, wherever like the genre doesn't fit the thing. Yes, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> but no, I still don't like that. <laughs> also, fun fact: the girl who plays Steph is in God Help the Girls as a ballet dancer or something. Oh, she is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're saying. But I, I just, I feel like it doesn't like small changes could have been made mm-hmm. to to help stylistically them sync up with each other, and I, I feel like they're just trying to be more true to the original um short film, which is fine. But I, I, I kind of. I don't want to say it's a missed opportunity because they made a, a musical and yeah. they got it screened and small creators, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to disparage anything that they've done, but I just, I feel like it, it would have been interesting for me if they'd kind of synced up a bit more. Because I read that they took inspiration from things like the Buffy musical episode and like uh, Rocky Horror and like all of those things, right? And I feel that I I can feel that in the music, mm-hmm. but that's nineties and seventies and kind of in between right. those time periods and bringing it to the the two thousand tens eras. for me. Yeah. So I'll give it um, a three point five um, dancing penguins. <laughs> Fair. Um, just because the fish rap cracked me the fuck up. Wait, let me find the lyrics for it. Um, but while I do look for the lyrics, um, I will talk about what I thought of the story. Um, it's fine. I'm not. Uh, I've mentioned this to Adishi. I just not too long when we started before we started. But I'm not a zombie fan. Like, zombies to me are just not... <laughs> like, I love horror, but, like, zombies just... I never got into them. And I think part of it is the inherent, like, cannibalism that comes <laughs> with zombies. Fair. Um, so, like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But, like, it's just... I've never been a fan of them. But, um, I... You know, it's, it's a... I don't know. There's not much story. So, I don't know. I think maybe two and three quarters <laughs> of <laughs> um, of baseball bats. Um, I, so, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we have this podcast i have the opportunity to talk to share it with more people and talk about it right and i i i think it's it's the story is not the most engaging thing really mm-hmm. it it's over the course of two days and it's it's not meant to be taken seriously mm-hmm. it's it's a comedy it's not hilariously funny most of the time yeah but it's musical comedies i think horror horror comedies horror comedy musicals it's like stretching it really thin yeah so 
Um, like, kind of like, have you ever seen Evil Dead? Or mm-hmm. Ash versus Evil Dead? Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, uh, it's just, it, it's a very difficult line to tread. Um, and I think they kind of did that fairly well, but the story itself, because the characters, um, are just like fairly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give it three baseball bats. It's fun to watch, but the characters kind of let it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found the lyrics to the Christmas. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> My favorite dish is fish, mother flipper, and I eat it. Oh, wait. And I eat yeah. it for the halibut. No, they say halibut first. Oh, okay. And then a nice bit of halibut. That's not the only fish they got mackerel. I can take more than a snackful. Salmon with the with some jamming. <laughs> Salmon with some, some jamming. jamming. I can drink it with a tap by the tapful. Haddock is radical. I eat the fins. I eat the gilt pot. <laughs> <laughs> Pollock, cod, flounder, guppy, all the fish is delicious to me. What is this song? <laughs> like, it's as I'm reading the lyrics, I'm like, I can't rap this because I'm, like, <laughs> too concerned about what's, what is being said. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, enjoyment. It was fun. Um, you know, it's meant to be fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yes. I had a, an okay time. Better time than stage fright. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question about that. But, um, yeah, it obviously didn't frustrate me um, that much. <laughs> um, so, overall enjoyment, I think I will give it, like, three and a quarter key holders, squishy... <sighs> Fuzzy keychain. Enjoyment for me overall, uh, I enjoyed it because I was anticipating it, so I have nothing to say on that thing. I don't know. I, I, I appreciate small creators, a small team doing something, and I... I think it's what we aspire to, mm-hmm. like things like that. So I, I appreciate the effort that they put into saying that. I <laughs> the, the like the the whole thing. I think it's just meant to be a good time. Long, you're not meant to read into it too much. You're meant to just sit and watch and enjoy it. And for that reason, I would give it the three point five. But James, like, you have fun with it. I feel like in, like, maybe 10-ish years, it's going to be, like, a cult movie kind of a thing mm-hmm. where people are going to, like, absolutely love it. Yeah. And just, I mean, like, weirdly. I looked at the some reviews in, like, Rotten Tomato and stuff, and yeah. it's, like, people who either were, like, this is such a good time, I had so much fun, na-na-na, and, like, people who are, like, this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's the hallmarks of like something that's cult. Yeah. Like a cult classic type thing. Yeah. Hey, we're obsessed. 
And you have to know, you have to know, hey, hey, let us tell you now, tell you now, it's our obsession. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is now time for our obsession. a musical in the last week or so. It's called Octet. It is a chamber choir musical and it's basically all a cappella and um, I think it's an octet, I assume. And I don't know, it's a fun little show, I guess. Never seen it, just heard it. Um, and they're at like a kind of like a support group for like People who are obsessed with things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, like they, yeah, it's one of those like kind of AA type meetings and they're all just sort of talking about like their problems and I don't know, it's a fun listen. Um, it's very choral, obviously. So if that is your jam, give it a listen. That is all. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my obsession is something that I swore that I'd spoken about before, but we unfortunately that I have not. So if I have, forgive me, I'm talking about it again. But, <laughs> uh, so, The Prince of Egypt, as a musical. Um, it, it's, it's had a musical for a while, but it's only played on like really small stages, mm-hmm. um, and for really short periods of time. But they're coming to the West End. I need it because the prince of egypt you know how when you're a kid um depending on what generation you're in but you have like the stack of like videos and dvds Mm -hmm. that you just had when you were a kid so i had tiers of movies that i like to watch and watch again right there was the lion king two simba's pride yes there was (laughs) the road to el dorado and it was the Prince of fucking Egypt. So the Prince of Egypt is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I take any good moment I can to share that experience with anyone. Did I show you the Prince of Egypt? I need to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've done that to me with uh, the fifth element in yes. Princess Pride. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like, um, yes. <laughs> but the Prince of Egypt. Um, it, it's it's one of my formative movies of my of my life in my childhood, mm-hmm. and a musical is coming to the West End, and I needed the tickets yesterday. Um, I can't remember who's in the cast because I just it's it's le- I thought I spoke about it, so it's kind of like left my mind now. Mm-hmm. But recently, I think they um put out some promos. So it's just gotten back on my mind again and I I I don't know how to express how important it is to me that this show does well. But yeah, that's that's my <laughs> Fair enough. Alright. Thanks for listening to our show. Uh, you can follow us on t- social media. 
um, on Twitter and Instagram at TMMTMM Podcast, on, on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com, and you can email us about whatever <laughs> on <laughs> Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast at gmail.com. And by whatever, I mean like theater related stuff or musical related stuff, because that's kind of what we're doing. We have a Patreon, uh, which if you look for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast or Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast on Patreon, you may donate a whatever amount of money and you get access to exclusive bonus content. We have a Spotify playlist of the songs that we like. I've not mentioned that in a while. Um, But yeah, the songs that we like from the musicals that we cover, uh, I put on a playlist for you to listen to the best songs from the musical that we watched this week so there's that as well so yeah thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next one bye bye uh, no i have been your host leah <laughs> <laughs> and i have been your host Alicia. and this has been tell me more tell me more podcast uh catch you on the next one bye bye